1: Well, let's be honest with ourselves. The number of American citizens who care about liberty, individualism, the Constitution, specifically the Bill of Rights, is shrinking. These politicians are coming up with more and more proposals to degrade the Second Amendment because apparently more and more people want them to. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this, of course, People want easy solutions. They want utopia. The media completely in the tank for the progressive agenda. And so when you get a big lie, and it's repeated again and again and again, it has consequences on the population. But the fact of the matter is, however we got here, a smaller and smaller percentage of the American people believe in liberty. So we have a problem on our hands. Not just when it comes to the Second Amendment either. When it comes to the Constitution, period. More and more people want free things. Well, there's nothing in the Constitution that gives more and more people free things. and There's nothing in the Constitution that empowers Congress, a president, the bureaucracy here, the courts, to give more and more people free things. And the way we get here is really through deceit and dishonor. As the Supreme Court's ruling on Obamacare, utter deceit and dishonor. Believe it or not, the Supreme Court's ruling on Social Security in the 1930s, putting aside the program, we don't need to debate that. Absolute deceit. If people want these things, that is, more and more gun control, more and more debt, more and more redistribution of wealth, isn't it amazing? they still don't have the two-thirds that they need in the House and the Senate to propose amendments. So I think we're outnumbered. I think our numbers are shrinking, those of us who understand the purpose of this society and its founding. Doesn't mean it's too late, but it's getting late. But we now have the very government the founders were concerned about. When you read Madison's Notes... Over and over and over again, they're trying to craft a provision here, a provision there, a structure, a system to protect the revolution, to protect the cause of the revolution, to protect the principles in the revolution. We don't even talk about them anymore. I do, but most people don't. We're told you must be a purist, get over conservatism, what has it ever accomplished? What has it ever accomplished? Conservatism is nothing but the foundation's principles. It's accomplished everything. Everything. But as I wrote in Ameritopia near the end, the seeds of tyranny are born from liberty. And I'm going to have this discussion with Walter Williams to some extent too on Sunday. I really hope you watch Sunday Fox, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, and you'll know the Times. See, this is a puzzle we can't really figure out. Great societies, great empires have risen and have fallen. Because within liberty, evil people, I'm not just talking about horrific mass murders evil people seizing the reins of power do evil things. Not all at once. A little here, a little there, and then it adds up. That's exactly what's going on. President of the United States gave a really great speech today. Went over an hour. Most of what he said I agree with, but some of what he said I don't agree with. And there he is in the lap of Ronald Reagan. CPAC. CPAC was founded for the purpose Of wrenching control from the Republican Party, from the establishment, by the conservative movement, in order to nominate Ronald Reagan. That's the founding history of CPEC. When the President of the United States, when the Governor of Florida, when both Senators of Florida, when it is now common talk among Republicans that you ought to prevent young men and young women who are 18, 19, or 20 years old, for purchasing a rifle. I'm appalled. I'm shocked. I'm disgusted. I keep saying, and at some point it will reverberate, if that's the case, then there is no moral basis for telling people who are 18, 19, or 20 years old that they can be subject to a draft. Or that they qualify to serve overseas in combat, holding a weapon. When you paint a broad brush of an entire generation like that, it's repulsive to me. When that subhuman mass murder in Las Vegas killed 59 people, he was 64 years old. Did you hear that nobody over 65, nobody over 60 should be able to purchase Rifles? You didn't hear that, did you? The mass murder in Orlando. He wasn't 18 or 19 or 20 years old. The mass murder at Fort Hood, he wasn't 18, 19 or 20 years old. And look at each one of those situations. In Fort Hood, military personnel prohibited from carrying weapons, unless they're on duty. The most asinine policy imaginable. Look at Orlando. Orlando. The mass murderer there was on the FBI's radar. They even spoke to him several times. But then he dropped. He dropped out. And now look at this disaster in Florida. Disaster. The tape is now out of this coward, this deputy sheriff, who was really hiding. He didn't take a position until the shooting was over. And I must say, the local sheriff there has some answering to do. His office, the sheriff's office in Broward County, had multiple contacts with this would-be mass murder. And of course, the FBI dropped the ball. Not once, but twice. And here we are talking about denying the Second Amendment to 18, 19, and 20 years olds Based on What? Is there some study, some evaluation, that they're more likely to slaughter people than others? I've been looking all day. You won't find it. But statistics don't matter when you're being railroaded, ladies and gentlemen, when you're being indoctrinated, when you're being told there's no other position but this position, that Washington must do something. The same Washington that has destroyed our financial state in this country with massive debt and yearly deficits. The same Washington that robs the Social Security trust funds and Medicare trust funds to spend today on general operating activity. The same Washington that won't secure the border and uphold our immigration laws and watches as cities declare they're nullifying federal immigration law. They call themselves sanctuary cities where criminals go. Yes, the same Washington that trashes police officers. The same Washington that undermines the United States military. The same Washington that refuses to adhere to the Constitution. Now their answer to this mass killer in Florida is to punish the American people. Their answer is to do through the back door what they cannot do through the front door when it comes to amending the Constitution. And that is, start to classify people. Start to put them in the groups, whether it's based on age or mental health. There's many people in this country who need assistance on mental health reasons. And the vast majority of them are kind, decent, wonderful members of a family. And now they're all stereotyped. They're all stereotyped. Because the FBI blew it, and I'm going to tell you now, the Broward County Sheriff's Office, they blew it. That deputy sheriff blew it. Now we go back to the propaganda. Now we're going to legislate based on the propaganda. We never expand our freedoms in this country. We never expand our freedoms in this country. We don't look at the Bill of Rights and say... Let's get as close to the original meaning as possible? No. We go the opposite direction. Because the progressive left, in the end, is a tyrannical bunch. You see it on display more and more. You saw it with Antifa. You saw it with Black Lives Matter. You saw it with CNN just two days ago. The way Jake Tapper totally lost control of that arena. Probably intentionally so. A stacked audience. Stacked audience. Stacked questions. And CNN says it defends the First Amendment. CNN doesn't defend the First Amendment. It abuses it for self-promotion, for ratings, and for financial gain. And so here I stand, yes, I'm standing, watching this debate over the Second Amendment. And the interesting thing is, there is no debate over the Second Amendment. Now the debate is just how far will these federal politicians go, and some of the cowards in these states, just how far will they go to eviscerate the Second Amendment? We have more gun controls in this country today than ever in American history. Did you know that? At the federal, state, and local level, we have more gun control in this country than ever in the history of this country. What we don't have are competent government entities. And every time they screw up, a little bit of your freedom is lost. I'll be right back. Mud, In. I want you to listen to how disgusting the progressive left has become. The worse the tragedy, more disgusting they are. Here's this Van Jones. He's a communist, conservative. So, oh, I like Van Jones. I don't like him in the least. Here he was on CNN last night. Cut five, go.
2: Let me try to lay out for, you know, what I think the concern is with the idea that we be adding guns to that environment. You know, Ken, you're pointing out the positives. The positives are maybe somebody would use that gun well sure. and stop a, 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 an intruder. There are some real negatives as well. You know, African-American and Latino kids already get treated fairly badly in schools as it is. They're more likely to be seen as a threat. They're more likely to be expelled, more likely to be suspended for the exact same behavior. Videotaped the exact same behavior.
1: All right, so stop. So why don't we break up? This is what I don't understand. These edifices are created by the left, and they're controlled by the left. The NEA and the AFT controls our school systems. The left controls almost every school system in the country the curriculum, the assemblies, the holidays, the, food, the school lunch program, from the administration on down. There are exceptions. I got it. Don't call me and tell me you're exception. I believe you. There are. But the vast majority of them, the rule is the rule. So now these, these edifices that have been created by the left, these government schools, we're told, are absolutely systemically racist against blacks and Latinos. And yet with Landmark Legal Foundation where I used to be president, now I'm just chairman, but when we used to go into court and fight in state courts and federal courts for school choice, so kids, poor kids, mostly poor black kids and Hispanic kids, could go to their neighborhood schools or a different school. We were fought by the NEA, the AFT. We were fought by the ACLU, by the NAACP, and the rest of them. So this is where the left gets away with it, and I'm sick and tired of it. So our schools are racist. Blacks and Hispanics are expelled and suspended for the exact same behavior where whites aren't. Yeah, right, I don't believe it for a second, but that's the mentality. And if it's true, then we have a failed public education system as far as the left's concerned. But try and cut one penny. See, I pick up all this stuff, because I understand what the left is. Go ahead.
2: ...is a threat. This kid is a class clown if they're, if they're white. And so there is a concern that I think parents have, and you've heard now African-American educators coming out saying, if you start just passing out guns in schools as they are... Given All right, the- well, well, well. Who talked?
1: The intellectual poison and dishonesty of this man is just putrid. But then again, that's why he's at CNN. Did somebody talk about passing out guns in schools as they are? Has anybody said that? No.
2: Go ahead. It's there, You might wind up having, you know, uh, those guns used against students in ways that are not good.
1: Oh, in other words, you might shoot people because of their race. What did I tell you? They attack the cops. They want soft on crime judges. They want to disarm you. You have no protection. None whatsoever. And it is the lunatic, radical left, like this guy, Van Jones, but he's not alone. There's many, of all races. We'll get more and more of our kids, more and more people, injured, killed because of their ideas, in my humble opinion. Now, I can assure you, he doesn't insist that CNN remove all security from its building. Because the security guards, or the armed guards, or whatever they have there, might chew black or Hispanics more than whites. We also happen to know, mo- as a matter of statistical, unequivocal, fact, that more blacks die at the hands of blacks. It's not even close. Than any other race. We're not going to town- <laughs> have a town hall meeting at that. Certainly not at CNN. The NEA and the AFT... You know, the biggest local school district in Virginia, right next to where I am, Fairfax County. One of the brave school board members said, let's have a discussion about, you know, armed, properly trained professionals in our school. They booed her down. They voted her down. They wouldn't even allow for a discussion. Then they put out a resolution for gun control. Good luck, Fairfax County. Good luck. You're going to need it. I'll be right back.
0: Establishment's Worst Nightmare Mark Levin Call in now 877-381-3811
1: Let me ask you a question If somebody suffers from depression Are they allowed to defend themselves? If somebody Has recently seen a psychiatrist For whatever the reason They're not considered criminally dangerous, but they've seen a psychiatrist. Are they permitted to have a gun? And what exactly is this new vetting going to look like? Psychiatrists, psychologists, other medical professionals, are they going to have to submit documents or something? What are they going to have to do? How is this going to work exactly? I need to know. And what about people who already have weapons? What if they've had bouts of depression? They lost somebody in their family. They lost their job. They had a tough three or four months. They were getting help, having medicine. But they're okay. They're on the mend. What about them? What do they count as? You know, people throw these phrases around. and they're We need to make sure people who are mentally ill can't have what? Well, what does that mean? What exactly does that mean? And if somebody thinks... They have a mental issue, a chemical imbalance, they're depressed or whatever. But they they have weapons, they like to hunt, they want to protect their family, whatever the reason. What's the likelihood they're going to get help? You know, we never talk about unintended consequences because all we see on TV right now is clapping seals, even among our own ranks, that something has to be done the fact that the people who failed to act aren't held to account, the fact that that's not the issue that's focusing the nation, but an abstraction, a complete and utter abstraction is focusing the nation. There are real consequences and real unintended consequences. Now let's talk about this age thing, 18 to 21. You shouldn't be able to get a rifle, any rifle, What if I like to hunt with my father? Can I use his rifle when we hunt? Or am I not allowed to do that? I don't know. Am I allowed to even target practice with a rifle? Can I use somebody else's? Is that allowed? Or I just can't buy one on my own? I can't buy a rifle. But I can buy a pistol? More people are killed in this country... Three times as many, by pistols, as by rifles and shotguns. So I can buy a pistol. That's okay? Well, now, we got to control the magazines, the number of bullets. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Fine. You don't need 30 bullets in a magazine. Well, I might need 30 bullets in a magazine. If I want to carry one weapon with me and go hunting and I don't want to carry another magazine with me, maybe I do want 30 bullets in my magazine. Or, if I'm doing target practice, maybe I want 30 bullets in my magazine. Or, if I want it in my house to protect my family against somebody who may have purchased a a weapon in the black market, a quote-unquote semi-automatic, yes, I want 30 rounds in my magazine. There's a lot of reasons to have 30 rounds in a magazine. So let's say they outlaw that. Only seven. Only ten. Whatever. We'll pretend we're New Jersey, New York. Okay. Now I'm 18. I can't buy a rifle. I can buy a pistol. But let's say only seven rounds. Okay. Then I'll buy five pistols. Now I have 35 rounds. I pick up one pistol, finish it, pick up another pistol, finish it, pick up another No. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, we have to limit the number of pistols you can have. Or maybe, given your, your youth, maybe you shouldn't be able to buy pistols either. You get my point? This solves nothing. And it's not intended to solve anything. It's like Obamacare. It's like everything else to the left does. A foot is in the door, and the door is open. Your rights are not sacrosanct anymore. Matter of fact, you and I, those of you who agree with me, we're on defense all the time. We're on defense having to defend our unalienable rights. We're on defense having to defend our Bill of Rights, which is intended to protect the individual. You and I, we defend all the Bill of Rights. The progressives, they choose what they want to defend and then attack what they don't want to defend. I have the lowest of regard, utter contempt, for these Republican politicians who buckle. Some things are more important than their re-election. Certainly more important to me. We had men who put their... (laughs) One moment. We had men who put their lives on the line to give us our Constitution, to give us our Bill of Rights. Many of these men, teenagers, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, who put their lives on their line to give us this country, to give us this country. Equal justice for all. Don't we hear this all the time? Right, Van Jones? Equal justice for everyone, except if you're 18, 19, or 20. We are going to determine without any evidence whatsoever that you are incapable Properly purchasing, handling, training with, properly using a rifle. Based on what? Because we just decided, based on that. And that, you see, ladies and gentlemen, will solve everything. Then they said, no, it's not going to solve everything, but it's a start. Oh, it's a start. Well, where does it end? They keep talking about Australia. Australia is great. Australia confiscated the guns from its citizens, essentially. They don't have a Second Amendment. We do, thank God. We do. I want you to listen to Richard Blumenthal. He's a United States Senator from Connecticut. He is a despicable human being. He's a despicable human being who claimed to be a combat veteran in Vietnam. Now, if this was a drunk at a bar who kept doing that to get free drinks, he could have been charged with a crime. But instead, he's drunk with power and he's a United States senator because stupid people elect him to the United States Senate. Now, all these people who go to the Senate, all these people who go to the House, they swear under oath to God. That they will uphold the Constitution. That they will be faithful to the Constitution. And virtually all of them are not. They're not men and women of of their word. Here's Blumenthal on the morning show. Cut six, go. Well, first,
3: cock, harebrained,
4: it really, toxic lunacy is the way to describe the idea of arming 10 to 40 percent of all the teachers in this country. There are 3.5 million teachers. That means 700,000 of them are going to be packing heat in their classrooms. What kind of message does that send to students? And what kind of real prevention does it provide? It provides no
1: deterrence. Because this is a man who represents a state where a lunatic stole weapons from his mother, murdered his mother, she owned the weapons legally, took the weapons from his mother, goes into an elementary school, and executes little kids. And he tells us, this is how sickening this is, he represents this state. He tells us, what good would it do to have teachers who are armed in the classroom, trained, In the classroom, what good would it do? What good would it do? It would save little kids. That's what good it would do. Once again, since I was the first to raise it, let me raise it again. In Israel, they were all in on gun control. All in. Then they realized, wait a minute, the Palestinians aren't following the rules. In fact, they're going into our elementary schools with knives... And they're slaughtering our babies. And the Israeli government said, we've had enough of it. If you want to be a teacher in our country, you will in fact be trained on the use of weapons. You will in fact pack and you will in fact protect those kids. And yet the left uses language like 700,000 teachers packing. They know what Trump means. means a certain fraction or percentage of the faculty, those who want to be involved, those who who have the experience, those who want to learn how to uh, defend their kids in the classroom, should be able to do it, whatever the number is. And local school systems should be able to make those decisions. Nothing's toxic. Nothing toxic about this. This man is as vile as they come. He projects his own mental instability, his own dissembling, his entire career of dissembling about his service in Vietnam. And he is constantly brought before the MSNBC cameras by a louse, a low-life louse like Joe Scarborough, who will take anybody off the street as long as they trash the President of the United States. That's what we call pawn scum. Then there's a fool by the name of Brett Stevens. He's sort of the new David Brock. David Brock used to be a conspiracy theorist. He used to go around and get, get all this kind of information. He used to sit down with me, oh yeah, we wrote a book. And then he flipped. Started Media manners, another crackpot. Brett Stevens is like that. He's a crackpot. was an editor at The Jerusalem Post, where he was hated by many people. He became a columnist for The Wall Street Journal. Not there anymore. Now he's over at the New York Slimes, where, of course, he's among their favorite phony conservatives. Now listen to this fool talking to Nicole Wallace, Nicole Wallace. Used to be a Republican consultant. Now she's an independent because, you know, Trump was just too much for her. Sarah Palin was too much. Now it's Trump. These are all sellouts. They'll do anything for a nickel. And Nicole Wallace is one of the dumbest people on the face of the earth. Not because she's a female. There's very many smart females on the face of the earth. Happen to be married to one. No, she's one of the dumbest people on the face of the earth because of what's between her ears. Now listen to these two fools. Cut seven. Go.
5: Brett, I think one of the other things that are different is the arguments on the
1: other side used to be civilized, and now they're repugnant. Oh, so see? The other side. What are they talking about, the other side? You and I. I'm defending the Constitution. I'm defending the Bill of Rights. There's no other side. You're either for the Constitution or you're against it. At least admit it. I don't like the Constitution, she should say. I don't like the Second Amendment, she should say. And then go on about how she wants to change it. But no, see, you make repugnant arguments. This is a republic a repugnant fool, a buffoon. Speaking to another one. Go ahead. Well, there doesn't seem to be even a moment of silence
6: and compassion and thoughtfulness on the part of gun advocates for what has happened. Now, see,
1: he's a complete propagandist and demagogue. The left keeps saying to people like me and you, Oh, we don't have to wait. Now's the time to talk. Within 30 minutes of a mass slaughter, they don't even have the facts. It doesn't matter. They have their talking points. They pull them right up off their computer, off their iPhone. There they are. They're right at it. Boom, boom. And he accuses us where well, we're saying, calm down. Let's get the facts. Let's have a rational debate. What was that at CNN? What was that at CNN?
7: Go
6: ahead. Um, aggressively and and um, inhumanly repetitive about this uh, line that guns are essential to American liberties, a hard one to stomach when so many thousands of people are dying every year for this uh, for this so-called liberty.
1: I don't know. It is in the Bill of Rights, isn't it, Mr. Bidouza? Yeah, I think it's in the Bill of Rights. And a lot of people have been able to defend themselves and protect their families. And a lot of people have been able to stop criminals. I'll be right back. Mud, Lovin. Can you imagine test driving a car for 100 days? Or having 100 days to break in a new pair of shoes? That's what Casper is doing. Giving you 100 nights to test the Casper mattress. Seriously, 100 nights. The Casper mattress has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment, so you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. It ships for free, and how did they do that size box? And if you don't love it, they'll come pick it up and give you a full refund. Now, when the choice is to test a mattress by sleeping on it for over three months in your home or trying one in a store, it's a no-brainer. Or maybe you're saying, you know what, I kind of like my mattress. Okay. Well, take your mattress, lean it against the wall. You'll get the Casper, try it out for a couple months. I'm guessing you're going to love it, and you're going to keep it. But if not, you send it back. Now, take Casper's 100-night sleep challenge, and you'll get a great night's sleep guaranteed. Plus, right now, when you go to Casper.com mark, use code mark, you'll save $50 on select mattresses. That's code mark at Casper.com mark. I know it's a mouthful. You got to use Mark twice. Casper.com/slash/Mark Code Mark save fifty dollars on select mattresses. Really check it out. Casper.com, terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave, Bloomington, Illinois, the great WTRW, go.
4: Hey Mark, how you doing? Okay. Hey, I just wanted to say I got I suffer from mental illness. I suffer from depression, and I'm a right. gun owner. And I'm sick of being lumped into this, quote-unquote, mental illness category, like I'm going to go out and shoot someone up. You know, it has has nothing to do with it. I'm not a dangerous person. How can they suggest taking away my Second Amendment right because of this, you know?
1: This is the problem. When you stop treating individuals as individuals, now we're classifying an entire group of individuals by mental conditions – that have, in many cases, if not all, nothing to do with any of this. Now you're going to classify everybody 18 to 21 years old. It's absolutely appalling to me. These are individual liberties within the Bill of Rights. I could care less what a moron says who writes for the New York Times or what a moron says who works at MSNBC. We the people know the truth. All right, Dave, appreciate your call. And you know what? It is so unfair... To all these people out there, all these people out there who suffer from various forms of mental illness, but are not uh, crazed, are not evil, have no intention. To, you know, it's really amazing what happens in this country when the left is at the, is at the wheel. And they are at the wheel when it comes to the media. I thought they were compassionate people. Look how we talk about people with mental illness, as if all of them are potential mass murders. You know what? almost none of them are potential mass murderers you know how i know because they're not mass murdering everybody by the numbers in which we have depressed people or people with bipolar disease or whatever it is but we're at a time in this in this country now where facts stats logic common sense don't matter they just don't matter i'll be right back
7: 833-RING-BHN Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN That's Brickhouse L E V I N dot com or call 833-RING-BHN promo code LEVIN He's here He's here
1: three eight one one. This is just amazing. Some of you heard at the top of the news. By Del Quinton Filber. He's back. Wall Street Journal. A person close to the teenager, nineteen years old, he's not a teenager, accused of killing seventeen people at a Florida high school, warned the FBI she was concerned he would quote Get into a school and just shoot the place up, unquote. According to a transcript of her call with a bureau tip line operator more than a month before the massacre. The transcript reviewed by the Wall Street Journal provides chilling detail about the woman's efforts on January 5 to warn authorities about Nicholas Cruz's propensity for violence and his troubled past. She led the FBI... Right to his door. She said on the call, you know, it's just so much. I know he's going to explode. She said she was making the call because she wanted a, quote, clear conscience. If he takes off and just starts shooting places up, unquote. The FBI last week acknowledged receiving such a call, but the transcript and the stark nature of the caller's precise warnings about Mr. Cruz's disturbing actions and volatile temperament, previously hasn't been made public. The caller began by saying Mr. Cruz had the mental capacity of a 12 or 14 year old. She said he had started posting messages on his Instagram account that he wanted to kill himself, and she'd alerted police to that threat, but wasn't sure what happened in that investigation. Well, what did happen? <coughs> More recently, Mr. Cruz, quote, switched it to he wants to kill people, she said. This is the unidentified woman. Something's going to happen, she said, because he's, he doesn't have the mental capacity. He can't. He's so outraged if someone talks to him about certain things. She recounted he had a propensity for cutting up frogs on at least one occasion, a bird. Let me ask you, do you have to be trained in Quantico to know that you got a problem here? He brought the bird into the house, She recounted. He threw it on his mother's kitchen counter and he started cutting it up. He has all kinds of hunting knives. I don't know what knife he used, though. And he started cutting the bird up and his mother said, what are you doing? And he says, I want to see what's inside. Then the caller said, that to me would be a red flag. So this is all on the recording to the FBI. She said that at some point, Mr. Cruz was due to receive $25,000 a year, apparently from a life insurance policy, and she was concerned he would spend it on guns. Not all the caller's details have been confirmed. The caller also mentioned Cruz dressed up as a ninja, or an ISIS fighter. She provided the usernames for several of Mr. Cruz's social media accounts and encouraged the FBI to examine them. See something, say something. She saw a ton and she said a ton. She went on. It's alarming to see these pictures and to know what he's capable of doing and what could happen. He's been thrown out of all these schools because he would pick up a chair And just throw it at somebody, teacher or student, because he didn't like the way they were talking to him. Wow. Wow. That's not a lead, ladies and gentlemen. That's a case. That's a case. Well, we didn't follow our protocol. Well, what exactly is your protocol? And yet, listen to the discussion that swirls around the Second Amendment, which has absolutely nothing relevant to what took place here. Nothing. That is incredible for a message like that to be left. <clears throat> with, with numerous specifics. Numerous specifics. Something that can be easily checked out. And they didn't follow their protocol. So now what we do is we ban rifles. If you're under 21, there's nothing to do with this. We start banning all kinds of stuff that affects innocent people all over this country. Because of their horrendous failure here, quite frankly, by the local sheriff's department and by the FBI... And these things will continue because you have these liberal school districts like Fairfax County, Virginia, many, many others. You have liberal commentators who don't know a damn thing about any of this, but there they are, commenting, all over cable. You have liberal mayors, you have liberal city councils, you have liberal school boards who will not protect these kids. The NEA and AFT equivalent of teacher mob organizations, in my humble opinion. They've put the word out, oppose this. Oppose it. Do they oppose protection at our airports? Of course not. Do they oppose protection at the NEA and AFT headquarters? Of course not. Do they oppose protection when they go to a baseball game or a basketball game or ice hockey game or a football game? Of course not. Do they oppose Congress being protected? Of course not. You know, we need these nut job politicians. But they oppose our schools being protected. Using these preposterous, you want more guns in our schools? Excuse me? More guns in our schools. No, I want professionals in our schools who are going to protect our children. I cannot believe the parents all over this country aren't rising up. Rising up against their local school boards, rising up against their local teachers' unions, rising up against their local politicians and national politicians, boycotting media outlets that serve as nothing more than propaganda mills for the left. I'm quite frankly incredibly surprised at the passivity, the passivity of parents in this country who either go along with this farce or refuse to stand up to local government. Let's take some calls. But before we do, actually, Malcolm Turnbull is the Prime Minister of Australia. He is the putative Prime Minister, from the Conservative Party. The Conservative Party in Australia is not a Conservative Party. It's a very moderate party and in some respects a Liberal Party. You think Australia is the great cowboy country? No, it's not. It's a big island. It's a big country. But it it reeks of socialism through and through. To their parliamentary system. Cut one. But first of all, I want you to make sure you listen to the reporter. It's a reporter. A reporter. A mouthpiece. Cut one. Go.
5: Uh, Your country conducted a buyback program of semi-automatic weapons back in the mid-90s and hasn't had a mass shooting ever since. Is this something that you've discussed? Uh,
1: Ma'am, ma'am, may I call you ma'am? Because I don't know who the hell you are. You sound about 14 years old and that you don't know a damn thing. There are buyback programs in every major city in America, including Chicago, where there's murders damn near every night, multiple murders damn near every weekend. How come you don't mention that? Because it doesn't fit the argument. That's why. Go ahead. Trump, and did you at all urge
5: him to reconsider his current recommendations to combat mass shootings?
1: So she's asking the leader of another country if he urged our president on gun control. Completely out of left field. Basically, she is projecting her personal policy agenda on to the Prime Minister of Australia, hoping he'll say something to the President of the United States, so they have another nice snappy soundbite. Plus, there she is in front of the country, trying to say, hey, I'm with you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm into this gun control thing too. Forget, forget about these nuts. Go ahead.
3: Well, the, our history with uh, gun control and regulation is obviously very different to the United States. And, and you're right. Uh, there was a mass shooting in Tasmania in 1996 and my predecessor John Howard, who is very well known uh, here in the United States, Prime Minister for nearly 12 years, uh, John uh, undertook some very big reforms and basically uh, semi-automatic and let alone automatic weapons are essentially not available. Uh, Indeed, uh, there are many classes, of the, the range of firearms that are available to uh, uh, people that don't have a specific you know, professional need like you know, people who are involved in pest control and so forth uh, are very very limited but it's, it's a completely different uh, context historically, legally and so forth uh, we are very satisfied with our laws, we maintain them uh, we, they're there, they're well known, you've referred to them but we certainly don't presume to uh, provide uh, you know, a policy or political advice on on that matter here. This is a, a, you have a, an amendment to your constitution uh, which deals with uh, gun ownership. You have a very, very different history, and I uh, will um, focus on our own political arguments and debates. And uh, uh, wish you wise deliberation in your own.
6: And I have to add to that, they're very different countries with very different sets of problems. But I think we're well on the way to solving that horrible problem that happens far too often in the United States.
1: Mm -hmm. So we should have (coughs) the the nations that make up Scandinavia, we should have their economic system. Socialism. Uh, Australia which is maximum gun control, we should have their, their gun policies. You see, the left has to reach to socialist countries or countries that have really no, not, very little in common with us in terms of our history in order to make their case. In order to make their case. We have more gun controls in place today at the local, state and federal level than ever in American history. Ever ever in American history. We have buyback programs in our cities. Buyback programs. We have liberals running around talking about illegal aliens and open borders, which means you don't even know if they're criminals. You don't know what they're capable of. That's a first line of defense, securing the border, but they oppose it. Liberals running around the country Trashing police officers, even Van Jones, especially Van Jones, talking about, well, it's clear, you know, racism is systemic. So, they attack the Constitution. They attack your right to bear arms. They attack your local police force. I don't mean a specific police force for a specific problem. They attack the cops. They're systemically racist. And they insist on the appointment of Obama like, Holder like, Lynch like, left wing judges. And then you'll wonder why we have murder in this country. And they're increasingly violent. For the longest time, CNN and MSNBC sat silently while Antifa was brutalizing innocent Americans. A militia of the left. A militia, as I called it at the time, of the Democrat Party. Today you still can't call out Black Lives Matter. And be in the media as a cable host, or network host, or whatever. Because you're called a racist. We saw all this violence during the last election. How people were beaten up. We see the violence on college campuses. And it's not, as I keep saying, just the Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Constitution. It's also the First Amendment. When you have essentially monolithic voices... In the major media, and you have an event like CNN did, shouting down people who have different opinions, calling them murderers. When there's a significant lack of free speech on our college campuses, where conservatives, mainstream traditional conservatives, can't speak, or they need bodyguards, it's not just the Second Amendment. It's the First Amendment and it's the rest of the Constitution. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Lisa, Erie, Pennsylvania on the Mark Levin app. How are you?
8: Good. Thank you, Mark, for having me on. You bet. Um, About... Fifteen years ago, I was hospitalized. I uh, checked myself into a hospital for an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And about two years ago, I uh, attempted to get my concealed carry license in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And when I went to do that, I was told that I was not eligible because there had been a mix-up with my paperwork. We have a law in Pennsylvania that if you um, were involuntarily committed, you cannot own a firearm. And, um, it, for concealed carry purposes. And, uh, so I, of course, was not. I had, um, obviously checked myself in. Um, I was in my twenties. I, I, uh, knew I was sick. Um, but it has, uh, been a couple of years, uh, it is immediately after I hired an attorney and, uh, we've been in litigation trying to have this scrubbed for my record. Unbelievable.
1: Pregnancy. Unbelievable. And you know what? I hope people are listening to you, Lisa. Because this is what's going to happen. Bogged down in bureaucracy, bogged down in politics. The left has us exactly where we want us. These unalienable rights are no longer unalienable rights. Listen to this poor lady. She has to hire a lawyer, and she's still fighting for her rights under the Second Amendment. And I'm sick and tired of the way mentally ill people are being stereotyped right now by Republicans, Democrats, and the media. I'll be back.
0: The land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811.
1: You know, folks, those of you who listen, you know I'm an independent thinker. I don't try to be different just to be different. It's just that I work harder at it. And I'm going to tell you something now that's going to be considered controversial and provocative... Not by me. And then you're going to find the backbenchers in this business. They'll start picking it up and tell you they were the first ones to say it. That's just the way it works. It's unfortunate. Additional charges were brought against Paul Manafort by Mueller and his team of Democrats. Against the former Trump campaign chairman. Additional charges were brought against Manafort's former partner, Rick Gates. In a plea deal, where he's going to plead to conspiracy and apparently lying. Of course, none of this has to do with Trump or collusion. And tell me something, since it happened years ago, how did the FBI and the Justice Department miss it years ago? How did they suddenly find all these crimes? It's a side point, but an important one. I want to read to you what Paul Manafort said. He issued a statement, I've never met the man. To the best of my knowledge, I've never spoken to him for sure. I don't hang out in those circles. Here's the Manafort statement. I want you to listen to this. Quote Notwithstanding that Rick Gates plea today, I continue to maintain my innocence. I'd hoped and expected my business colleague would have had the strength to continue the battle to prove our innocence. For reasons yet to service surface. He chose to do otherwise. This does not alter my commitment to defend myself against the untrue, piled-up charges contained in the indictments against me. I'm starting to have admiration for this Paul Manafort. I'm starting to have admiration for this guy. He's the one guy who hasn't buckled And they are trying to brutalize him. They're trying to punish him. They've now brought indictments in two jurisdictions, Washington, D.C. and Virginia. They're going to have to figure out how to how to deal with that. FBI agents at the direction of the special counsel and his team of Democrats, as you well know, charged in the Manafort apartment with guns drawn at 6 a.m. in the morning, while he and his wife are sleeping in bed, you do that for mobsters, you do that for terrorists, you don't do it for accused white collar crimes. They're leaking relentlessly to their friends in the media who hate Trump and would do anything to try and bring Trump down. And of course, Manafort is well known as a Republican lobbyist. Again, he was Trump's campaign chairman. He's got these foreign deals and so forth and so on. You look at how this man's being treated versus how Hillary Clinton's been treated. I'm quite serious. Look how Hillary Clinton's been treated. Cover-up, obstruction, destruction of information. Look how she's been treated. And look how this guy's been treated. And you know what he's saying? He's saying, federal government, Mr. Mueller, you're 16 Democrats, including this guy Weissman, who should have been disbarred years ago, in my humble opinion. You're FBI agents. I'm not buckling. If I go broke, I'm going to fight you. At least so far. Most men could not withstand this. And most of the men who've been ensnared in this phony investigation haven't withstood it. They've buckled. They're looking for deals. They're prepared to serve time in prison just to get it over with. Manafort says, this does not alter my commitment to defend myself against the untrue piled-up charges contained in the indictments against me. I could be like every other radio host in America, every other TV host in America, who claims to be a Republican or conservative or something of that sort, and just sit quietly while this is taking place. This is an absolute abuse of power. Again, again, even without knowing all the details. The manner in which this prosecution's been handling, and I've seen a hundred of them, I've seen a thousand of them, is way out of line you got 17 prosecutors, in essence, focused primarily on one American citizen. And what did he do? What caused all of this to be triggered? Something that happened five years ago? His failure to register bureaucratically? Some tax investment he may have had? I don't know. But all of a sudden... He's public enemy number one. Three years ago, we never heard of the guy. Three years ago, he was still doing whatever he was doing. The IRS knew, the FBI knew, the Department of Justice knew. Nothing. Butkus. All of a sudden, he's public enemy number one. With 17 prosecutors on his tail. And God knows how many FBI agents. Could any American withstand... Such Soviet-style tactics. I'm quite serious about this. Could any of these prosecutors withstand such an anal exam of their records, of their sworn statements, their bank accounts, their tax returns, their interactions? How many of these 17 prosecutors could withstand such scrutiny? How many members of Congress could withstand such scrutiny? Could Mr. Mueller withstand such scrutiny? How about Mr. Comey? How about Hillary Clinton? We don't have to claim that we know much about Manafort or that we're special pleaders for for Manafort, but I am a special pleader for justice. There's right and there's wrong. And these are mobster-like bully tactics trying to break another human being by destroying his wealth, by controlling his movements, by targeting his family members, remember? Targeting his lawyer. Targeting his spokesperson. And for what? they've charged him with hundreds of years of jail time should he lose his court case. And yet this guy Manafort has yet to cry uncle. Now, what's the likelihood he might actually be innocent? Do you really stand against the the federal government and its unlimited resources and its abuse of power, if you're guilty or do you try and cut a deal? Do you really stand so solidly when you know if there's a case, you're going to be tried in either Alexandria, Virginia under the rocket docket or you're going to be tried in Washington, D.C. where you have to assume most of the jurors did not support Donald Trump and you were his campaign manager? which is why a lot of these prosecutors bring cases in D.C. to begin with. If you honestly don't believe you're innocent, would you really risk everything rather than cutting a deal? And here's the bottom line. They want Manafort to do to Donald Trump what apparently is being done to Manafort. If he were to say to Mueller or Weissman, these two punks, if he were to say to them, I'll give you Trump, what do you want? They would take care of him in a second. In a second. They don't have a case against Trump. They don't have collusion. They don't have any of it. So they're destroying everyone and anything around them. And if they can get their hands on Jared Kushner, through his business dealings, they'll do that too. Let me ask you a question. You're President of the United States. You're trying to deal with North Korea. You're trying to deal with Iran. You're trying to deal with China and Russia. You're President of the United States. you got one horrific event after another you're trying to deal with, like in Florida and so forth. In the meantime, you're trying to press your agenda, the agenda you were elected on, running for President of the United States. And day in and day out, day in and day out, you are hounded and hounded and hounded by a prosecutor without portfolio. Your family's hounded. Donald Trump Jr. Kushner. Your family's hounded. And the media, give voice to all of it. No longer do the media believe in checking the government, not when the government is going after their favorite hated politicians. Then they're the mouthpieces of such prosecutors. We all know what's going on here. We all know what's going on here. So let me be the first and ask the cowards to follow behind me. In saying that I have a growing admiration for this man. If he's found guilty of something, he's found guilty of something. If he eventually pleads, he eventually pleads. But I'm going to tell you something. He's held out longer than anybody else. And even today, in the face of these piled-on indictments, he says, I am not going to alter my commitment to defend myself against the untrue piled up charges containing the indictments against me. I say fight on, Mr. Manerford. If you're an innocent man, fight on. You know, folks, I really need your attention because something, there's something important here. This isn't a typical message, not some boring topic that makes you check out mentally or change the channel. When is the last time you checked your HVAC filter? I know. Like I said, exciting stuff. Not properly maintaining your system can cause illness, allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, leading to costly repairs or even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system. Resolve to breathe better with Filterby, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all ship free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. Filter Buy offers a multitude of Merv options, all the way up to hospital grade. You'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, other allergy aggravating pollution, while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. So you never need to think about air filters again. <laughs> save money. Save time. Breathe better. With FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Much love in. New Year's resolution you made? Oh yeah, way back when to put IRS problems behind you. Well, now it's February and you're still living in fear of the IRS today, right? Well, today is the day they could show up at work, garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts. Let me encourage you with an actual case from my friends at Optima Tax Relief. Like you, Charles dragged his IRS problems well into the new year before calling Optima Tax Relief. Optima quickly stepped between Charles and the IRS, protected his assets and resolve this tax problem. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are good people, people with families, home savings, and paychecks that need protection. Now, this explains how they've s- resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients, and they're A-plus rated with a Better Business Bureau. Call Optima Tax Relief at 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. It's 800-499-6300. Folks... Will you join me in this new journey on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on the Fox News channel? I know you're yearning for really interesting broadcasting, particularly Sunday night, when you've heard it all. And now, what you'll get to hear, I hope, is something that is very substantive and compelling, and yes, of course, entertaining. A long-form interview with fascinating guests. Some you will know, some you won't know. But who've had an impact on, or will have an impact on, our society. Getting back to first principles. It won't be repetitive, it'll be compelling. New ways to approach them, new ways to understand them, new ways to explain them. But at least one hour, somewhere, where we can talk about these ideas again. Talk about these principles again, these beliefs, these values. These traditions. Now we do it on Levin TV. This week I was only able to do one show on Levin TV. But we'll be back in a full bore next week. And we have our wonderful Fox brand new inaugural show Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I hope you'll watch. You can always TiVo it. But it's going to be a grand experiment. Not a lot of guests coming and going. Not a conga line of guests. Not screaming about the latest current event. No, giving you things to cherish, to think about, to know that when you're done it was worthwhile. And say, gee, I can't wait till next week. Because I know I can't wait from week to week. It's going to be very exciting. Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, my guest for the entire hour is the great professor, Dr. Walter Williams. And I want to ask him about the state of our nation. I want to ask him about liberty and capitalism and what those mean. And conversely, socialism and groupthink. We're going to talk about the Constitution and the Declaration. And he's a very fascinating man. He has a way of explaining things that are very compelling. And so I am very much look forward to having him on. And I very much look forward to you watching. It'll be our inaugural program. You'll get to see how we've set up Levin TV Studios. I also want to salute CRTV. For the excellent work that we do at CRTV on Levin TV and the other programs, and my Levin TV production staff collaborating with the wonderful people at Fox. I tell you, it's a beautiful team effort. So smooth. Everybody, so professional. So decent. I'm not going to let you down. I do you'll tell me by not watching but I hope you'll check it out I've been unable to go on the various Fox shows to promote it yesterday and today for obvious reasons I'm still fighting this pneumonia sound a little better today than yesterday though don't I but I have you all you Levinites out there tell your friends have your family watch tell your enemies I don't care it's too late Go ahead and TiVo it, but I have a feeling you'll stay up and watch it and be glad that you did. I'll be right back.
0: From the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader. Mark Levin.
1: Hello everybody. Mark Levin here, our number 877381-381. So now the NRA which had nothing to do with anything, is being boycotted. There's a campaign to boycott them. Among those boycotting the NRA, boycotting by eliminating discounts that you used to have with your NRA card and so forth, three rental car companies owned by the same company, Alamo, Enterprise, and National. And when I fly to Florida, when my wife and I go to Florida to see my parents, I must always rent my car from Alamo. I will not be doing that anymore. There are millions and millions of us, and we can play the same game. If this is the way they want to manipulate the market, get involved in politics, many of them are doing this. Not because they're under pressure, because they want to get in front of the parade. Then we need to take note. Washington Post, four major companies Enterprise Holdings, First National Bank of Omaha, cybersecurity giant Symantec, and insurance company Chubb Limited have ended or will soon end co branding partnerships with the NRA. Now, we have My ID Care, right, Mr. Producer? Which is a wonderful, wonderful sponsor, a new sponsor of our program. We came together because I wanted the very best in the class. And I'm glad I did, knowing now what Symantec is doing. Enterprise is the parent company of three. Rental car brands. Enterprise, Alamo, and National. The arrangement that offered discounts to NRA members was discontinued yesterday. (laughs) So, you should discontinue them. Whether you're an NRA member or not. When companies decide to take sides, and in this case, against your Bill of Rights... Well, these corporate hacks and chameleons need to hear from you, too. They need to hear from you, too. There's a price to pay among those of us who believe in liberty. All right, let's go to the calls here. Let's see. Kurt, Tucson, Arizona, the Mark Levin app. How are you?
9: I'm doing well. I want to say in 2008, after 26 years... In the military, I hung up my uniform and picked up a piece of chalk and taught high school for the next six years until I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I saw plans being made to use teachers and us as ROTC instructors um, to help the security in the schools, but the unions would not allow the teachers to participate in common-sense uh-huh. things like standing at the metal detector, coming in early, first of all, standing in the parking lot watching these children get off the buses, watching them get out of the cars, greeting them, saying good morning, checking them out, and standing at the metal detector and helping them because they all had metal detectors. The schools I taught in were rough. There was one in Memphis and one in Detroit. But the the teachers were not going to be ordered by the administrators to do it. So it was the administrators, um, the teachers that wanted to, and the ROTC instructors, who of course, we were there for everything, because the program uh, motivates young What people.
1: about the NEA? What did the teachers union do?
9: Uh, they told, uh, no, the teachers are only there to teach class. The teachers um, there was another thing is whenever the classes rotated, we would get up from the desks and stand in the hallway, watch the students as they passed from one class to another. But, um, no, they want to sit there, um, some of the teachers. Now, I said, I, I knew some great teachers, but there were, um, the younger ones who were being indoctrinated fresh out of college. Um, no, that's when they were going to check their emails and take a bite of their lunch. And, um, they didn't care who was coming into their classroom, it seemed. Um, once mm-hmm. again, I don't want to sound negative towards all teachers, but, um, that was my experience. And it was the union saying, no, you cannot order. Our union members to um, stand in a hallway or come in early to watch their students arrive. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if there's a solution for that, or I'm sure the unions are, are gearing up to put up the. Game. Sure, there's
1: a solution. Then go around the teachers, and hire other people.
9: Thank you. And that was my next thought. Um, I've uh, I've spent a lot of time looking at security. Uh, Some of them we see at banks. Some of them we see. uh, One of the first things I went for when I retired from the military is I thought I would get a job in security. But the pay is miserable, next to nothing. I thought, for sure, armored car drivers must make good money. And they said, no, minimum wage. So um, there's a lot of talk that we hear from everyone about retired police officers, retired military. But, um, sure, we're getting retirement checks but we gave up 26 years of our life where we... I don't even care.
1: The fact is, if you are qualified, and we can use you. What do I care if you have another check?
9: Well, th- that's true. But the pay, no one's offering the pay, and they're getting...
1: Well, nobody's hiring enough of you guys to, in the first place. So first, the debate isn't the pay. The debate is, can we do it?
9: Sure. I'd, I'd be in a <clears throat> I was just telling my wife, if they come up with a program, I'm going to look into it again, because right now... I went from, from teaching school to driving truck because driving truck pays more money. Mm-hmm. But that's not where I want to be. I miss right. my students. I miss being in contact. I have a lot to offer. Um, I, I'm, I'm trained. I could offer a lot. But mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've got I've to get paid. I gave All up right, making my, money my whole career. <clears throat>
1: you should get paid as much as a teacher. What's wrong with that? All right, Kurt. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Aaron. Chico, California, on the Mark Levin app. How are you?
4: Mark, good. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Basically, I wanted to talk about a potential solution to school safety that I've seen that works. It's a program that my father implemented in a town as a vice principal. And basically what what he did is he pulled around high school students basically throughout the nation, and he found out that high schools do not have really comprehensive discipline programs. And what he did is he implemented one, a very strict one that basically had nine steps to it. And the kids had nine chances to turn their behavior around. And what his program did is it took the discipline away from the teachers, and they loved that, and it put it squarely on the vice principal who's in charge of discipline. So in short, basically, if a kid didn't bring their pencil to class, he was on step one. So he took very detailed statistical analysis i don't have a
1: problem with any of this but we're talking about now people not about pencils we're talking about people this kid was expelled as i understand it and he came back to the school and killed people
4: right. this is the point and this is how my father identified those people what turned out to be about 1.5 percent of that population so essentially 98 percent of these kids are great kids so Step nine, when the kid reached to step nine, he had exhibited antisocial behavior and he was expelled. So this kid in, in Florida that was expelled, I guarantee you that vice principal knew it. So the point being is that if, if there's a step that goes a step further than my father's plan, it's let's say an expulsion, that kid name gets put, gets put, turned into the police just for further investigation.
1: I, I think this is a great idea, but here's the problem. They had a better system. Citizens were calling the FBI. Citizens were calling the local sheriff's office. They didn't need to identify anything. They knew they had a problem with this guy. And essentially, nothing effective was done about it. So we're way ahead of this. In other words, that's fine if you need to put something in place to try and identify. This guy was identified in 25 different ways.
4: I agree. So what if we put a system in place where it's official? So every school system, when a kid gets expelled...
1: All right, stop, stop, stop. I'm not in favor of putting in every school system whatever you or I think works. (coughs) I can give my opinion, but these school systems are going to have to wake up. And maybe when people buy homes, they'll take other things into consideration, including not whether or not these are just good schools, but whether their kids are going to be protected in these schools. And if not and buy a home somewhere else. I'll be right back. Thank you. Mark Levin. The President gave a good speech today. I don't agree with all of it. I certainly agree with much of it. absolutely do. And he was in rare form. So uh, let's listen to some of this. Should we listen to some of this? I think we should. Let's go to Cut 12, Mr. Producer, where he puts John F. student Kerry in his place on the Iran deal. Go ahead.
6: We declined to certify the terrible one-sided Iran nuclear deal. That was a horrible deal. Whoever heard you give... $150 $150 billion to a nation that has no respect for you whatsoever. They're saying death to America while they're signing the agreement. If somebody said death to America while well, I'm signing an agreement and I'm president, I immediately say, what's going on here, folks? I'm not signing. What's going on? They just kept going. Kerry. Kerry may be the worst negotiator I've ever seen. How about, how about this guy? How about and Obama, of course. He's the one. But how about $1.8 billion in cash. Did you ever see what, like, a million dollars in $100 bills? A lot of people do it as a promotion. It's a lot. It's big. It's, like, big. Now take that.
1: Let me, let me just stop here. This is why people who love Donald Trump love Donald Trump. He's a regular guy. He's having a conversation with you. He's not standing up there like a Mitch McConnell or a Schumer or a Nancy Pelosi or whomever. He's conversational, and he's hilarious in a good way, and he knows how to unravel what bad people have done to this country. He just does. He's good at it. Go ahead. Billion dollars
6: in cash. 1.8 billion. For what? For what? Why did we do this? Why did we do it? Anyway, uh, we didn't certify, and lots of interesting things are happening with that whole mess, but... We have to treat people that treat us well, we treat them well. People that treat us badly, we treat them much worse than they could ever imagine. That's the way it has to be. Great, great,
1: great. Cut two. go ahead. Why do we protect our
6: airports and our banks, our government buildings, but not our schools? It's time to make our schools a much harder target for attackers. We don't want them in our schools. We don't, we don't want them. When we declare our schools to be gun-free zones, it just puts our students in far more danger. Far more danger. Well-trained, gun-adept teachers and coaches and people that work in those buildings, people that were in the Marines for 20 years and retired, people in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, people that are adept, adept with weaponry and with guns. They teach. I mean, I don't want to have a hundred guards standing with rifles all over the school. You do a concealed carry permit.
1: Cut three, sir. Go.
6: You know the five great soldiers from four years ago. Three of them were world-class marksmen. They were in a military base in a gun-free zone. They were asked to check their guns quite far away. And a maniac walked in, guns blazing, killed all five of them. He wouldn't have had a chance if these world-class marksmen had, on a military base, access to their guns. And I'm going to look at that whole policy on military bases. If we can't have all five were killed, all five, the guy wouldn't have had a chance. But we're going to look at that whole military base gun-free zone. If we can't have our military holding guns, it's pretty bad.
1: Aren't you glad you elected this man and defeated Hillary Clinton? <clears throat> I do not understand these never-Trumpers right to the end. I really don't. Many of them are, are rhinos. Many of them work for rhinos. Quite frankly, many of them worked for one or both of the Bushes in the past. And uh, they have a vendetta. They put the, their personal reputations on the line, and now they look buffoonish. Absolutely buffoonish. Cut 10, please. Go.
6: People get complacent. It's a natural instinct. You, get, you just won, and now you're happy and you're complacent. Don't be complacent. Okay, Don't be complacent, because if they get in, they will repeal your tax cuts. They will put judges in that you wouldn't believe. They'll take away your Second Amendment, which we will never allow to happen. They'll take away your Second Amendment.
1: Now, you may think that's hyperbole. I do not. I believe that's the goal. By a thousand cuts. No question in my mind about it. When you look at the uh, the frenzy, the frenzied attack on the Second Amendment and the the passing acknowledgement that what took place in uh, Florida was, uh, quite frankly, a terrible, terrible mark on uh, the FBI and local law enforcement there. And I say this as somebody... Who's a big supporter of both. But I also know lawmen out there and lawwomen out there who will tell you the same thing. Tell you the same thing. Let us go to cut 13, please. Go. We rebuild
6: other nations that have a lot of money. And we don't ever say, hey, you got to help. We're finally rebuilding our nation. We're rebuilding our nation. And we're restoring our confidence and our pride. All of us here today are united by the same timeless values. We defend our Constitution and we believe in the wisdom of our founders. Our Constitution is great. We support the incredible men and women of law enforcement. true we know that a strong nation must have strong borders we celebrate our history and our heroes and we believe young americans should be taught to love their country and to respect its traditions don't worry you're getting the wall don't worry okay the... <laughs> all
1: right we'll be right back
6: The champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now.
1: 877-381-3811. In quite a week here behind the microphone, I had to do a lot of preparation to do these shows. I don't just mean intellectually, but really to be as quiet as I can all day, to use cough suppressants, following the obvious prescriptions and all the other crap they have me on. So <clears throat> pneumonia is a you-know-what. Went from a flu, triggered the asthma, triggered the pneumonia, and I feel like I'm coming out of it now. So I want to thank you all for bearing with me this week. Thank my buddy Brian Mudd for filling in a couple days ago. Now... Do you know what the word college means? It means partnership. A place where professors and students work together, respectfully debate, and exchange ideas in a search for what is true. But most colleges today, well, they just indoctrinate students in liberal ideology. They don't allow the students to think for themselves or speak freely. But Hillsdale's different. Hillsdale students debate ideas openly and honestly. They pursue truth together with the professors in a respectful manner tell you something else that's different at Hillsdale. They don't have any riots. Why? Because every student at Hillsdale lives by their honor code. You know what it is. A Hillsdale College student is honorable in conduct. (laughs) One moment. I want to get this right. A Hillsdale College student is honorable in conduct, honest in word and deed, dutiful in in the study and service, and respectful of the rights of others. Through education, the student rises to self-government. So that's it. Whether they study business, economics, history, music, any of dozens of other majors, Hillsdale students also become excellent citizens. Now, the stellar education they receive, coupled with that honor code, produces some pretty amazing human beings. Learn more. Go to Levinfrahillsdale.com That's L-E-V-I-N for com. All right. Let's go to the callers. Stephanie. Wilvermar, California, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead.
10: Hi, Mark. Um, I listen to you almost every day, and earlier today you were talking about Manafort and that situation, and I just wanted to let you know that just gave me a major aha moment because when I was watching this going down earlier on Fox News and the way they were talking, Shepard Shepherd Smith was talking was like, These are these evil men that were caught doing these horrible things and we should just be so angry at them. And I was thinking, wait a minute, what happened to, you know, um, getting a trial and being proven guilty, not just assumed guilty? And when you said you almost felt like you kind of admired Manafort, I totally agreed. It's like you feel, it's like I, I thought that earlier and I go, I can't feel that way. I should, I should hate him, right? Isn't that the message given to me? Um, but I didn't. I felt like I respected him for hanging in there. And if he really feels he's innocent, that he should fight to the end, even though... And he's fighting, very, very he's
1: fighting one man against the federal government. And you can see what the prosecutors are doing. You can see how they're behaving. Uh, you can see how they're trying to turn one person against another. Like this is some kind of mob operation. And obviously Manafort <laughs> believes he's innocent, and he's fighting with every resource he has against the 800-pound gorilla. I don't know if he's innocent or not, but why shouldn't I say I'm, I'm really starting to admire this guy because unlike everybody else around him, he is not buckling. And apparently he's ticked off at the way he's being treated. How many of us could withstand such a thing?
10: I don't know. I don't know how they make it. I don't know how Trump makes it every day with everything that's against him. I mean, I would just say forget it and go to my vacation home, you know. But um, that's I respect that and I respect that Manafort's hanging in there because um, I do believe that there is a force that's moving against not just Trump and his administration, but whether you're in California out here fighting to get a decent government, decent candidates on board. I mean, they're fighting against
1: anything that is... Um, why why are we case. rooting for Mueller? I'm not understanding this. It's clear he's, he's not. he doesn't have a collusion case. It's clear it's his small potato stuff. It's clear he's going after Manafort for things that have nothing to do in any respect with the campaign or Trump years away. It's also clear to me that the Department of Justice under Obama, the FBI under Obama, have some answering to do. If Paul Manafort is this horrible guy who deserves a zillion counts against him, where the hell were they two, three, four, five years ago? Right. This is why I'm very suspect about this. I've seen how people have been railroaded before, Ted Stevens, among others. Remember the head of NASA was railroaded many years ago?
10: Yeah.
1: Many years ago. I kind of
10: don't remember that
1: part. Remember the Secretary of Labor, Donovan? He was railroaded years ago. So just because these guys call them some prosecutors doesn't mean that I have to root for them, particularly when they're all Democrats.
10: Absolutely. And people failed to mention today on Fox News... They were talking about all these people indicted, but what about a Flynn getting his case held up and reviewed that they have to bring all the evidence forward that they have? He may get a chance to maybe switch his plea, which if they, if they don't have anything on him, he didn't do anything wrong, he should be able to. Yep. <laughs> big. It, it's big. It's bigger than It's across the country. This is All right, news.
1: Stephanie, I appreciate it. And for any reporter, wherever they work, to start chalking up all the indictments, I guess they don't understand due process. I guess that's the next part of the Bill of Rights to go. Apparently they only understand freedom of the press. Not even that. Freedom of the liberal press. Stephen, Fort Myers, Florida, the great has sex. Go.
11: Mark, thank you, and I just want to say it's an honor to speak to you, and I want to appreciate the the care you've taken to yourself. So we only miss you for a few days, because we need you on the air every day. Thank you, sir. What, I'm, what I want to talk to you about is you made a good comment the other day about, you know, there is a way to change the Constitution. If you want to talk about our Bill of Rights and our Second Amendment, and we're talking about you want to change it, there's a way. You get it past two-thirds in the Senate, two-thirds in the House. You send it to the states, 38 states. And you said, but they're not going to go that way. They're going to go the back door. Well, my question to you is, we know that. And yesterday, the Washington Compost had a headline, does the Second Amendment really protect assault weapons? Four court- courts have said no. I don't know if you saw that article. Who said no? It, it said four court- courts have said no, because there's four appellate courts that have ruled. It
1: gives a damn what those courts say. Let me tell you something, and I want the American people to hear this. It's the Constitution that's the law of the land. Not judges who pervert it. And judges who pervert the Constitution. Who the hell do they think they are with their lifetime appointments? So now you and I and the rest of the American people... ...must absolutely comply with bastardized decisions on the Constitution... ...and thereby reject the Constitution. If they don't have respect for the Constitution... Why should we have respect for their opinions? Can you answer that for me, sir?
11: Well, here's my, here's my question to you, Mark. I agree with that, but you know the the last case of those four appellate cases got re, uh, reversed, uh, it got denied for certiori. But Thomas and Scali- uh, Scalia, God rest his soul, uh, gave a Thomas. scathing de- uh, dissension. And they, All right, let's let's uh, slow
1: down. Like, Your hold on. You mean Thomas was scathing and arguing that the court should have taken it up last week?
11: And my point is, and and and, and he gave the clear uh, points with... For but he lost. ...and said, look...
1: Hello? Hello? He lost. I lose you? No, I'm saying he lost. The court wouldn't take it up.
11: Well, I understand that, but here's my, that was my question to you, but that's the reason I called. Wouldn't it be right, Florida, this is where the latest tragedy happened, it's a conservative state... Uh, have them put the legislature put in a law it gets tur- it gets uh, actually taken up by the uh,
1: appeal. put in what law what are we talking about now
11: I'm saying if there is a ban in Florida in a conservative court and it gets appealed and the appellate court would have a conflict because they would say it's unconstitutional now you have four that say it the- Here's
1: what I think sir and I've said this for months and I think this is where you're going Florida should just say it is a sanctuary second amendment state It should take up the point that the left-wing cities and states have taken up, particularly California, and say, hey, look, we're like them. We're going to pick and choose. So we're going to nullify (coughs) uh, decisions uh, that disagree with our policy positions when it comes to the Second Amendment. That's what they do on immigration. Nobody will enforce it. That's what we're going to do on the Second Amendment. But you have to have politicians who have guts, and Rick Scott does not.
11: You don't think? You don't think if they got... Points. Sir, he just
1: put out a whole plan out there. Did you read it today?
11: No, I saw, I saw it. I didn't get a chance to open it yet.
1: Check it out. You know, you're know, you not going to like it very much. Stephen, great call. I appreciate it. <coughs> Thousands of athletes are going for the gold, right? And as the clear champions of the bathroom, Dollar Shave Club deserves a gold medal. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, smell, and feel your best. Shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, and of course the best razors I've ever used, I get an amazing high-quality shave every morning from my DSC Executive Razor. Plus, their Dr. Carver Shave Butter is the gold standard of the morning. It helps the razor gently grind across your skin, and Dollar Shave Club delivers everything. That means no more trips to the store, wandering the aisles, hunting for razor, shampoo, and toothpaste. Then you have to play cashier, scanning and bagging yourself. Go for the gold. Join Dollar Shave Club, and for just five bucks with free shipping, You'll get the six blade executive. (coughs) Come on, Mark, let's do it. You'll get the six blade executive razor plus trial sizes of shave butter and body cleanser. Then keep the blades coming for a few bucks more a month. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com/slash/mark. That's dollarshaveclub.com/slash/mark. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin' I hope you will watch, it's only two days away, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Write it down because it's easy to forget. We're locking your Devo. But I hope you'll watch it live. It's the first show, the inaugural show of my Fox show Life, Liberty, and Levin. And my guest is Walter Williams. I'm very blessed. Very blessed to have this radio program. Very blessed to have Levin TV. And our great folks there, starting at the top, my buddy Carrie Katz, and wonderful crew and staff, my buddy Rich Cementa. How long have you been with me, Rich? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Our buddy Charlie, handling the phones, my man David and Doug, well those are men actually, two of them, so many others, Chris and the whole team. Over there at Levin TV. Over at CR. We have wonderful people too. headed by Gaston Mooney. And all the other folks there. My buddy Daniel Horowitz. Who I've read for years. Sharp as they come. So. Hope you'll check out Levin. Life, Liberty and Levin. Life, Liberty and Levin. Fox. Yes, Fox. 10 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Pacific, Sunday night. What the hell else are you doing Sunday night? Just on a lark. Check us out. You might actually like it. I know you will. Let us go to Susan, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, the great WNTP. Go.
5: Hi, Mark. Hi. Um, I was just wanted to tell you that I'm so glad that you're talking about the mental health histories here because I do believe that these histories can and will be abused. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give you the perspective of a parent who actually pulled We're my i we going to student, run out of
1: time, so go right for it.
5: Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm i just basically concerned about the um, dismantling of the FERPA laws, which protected students' um, personal information. And um, then if you fast forward to the passing of the Every Student Succeeds Act, or ESSA, that actually contains provisions for wraparound health services. Um, that can take place in the school. And a lot of these wraparound health services um, can take place by um, non-licensed health professionals. And once these health services, whether they're health services, whether they're physical, mental health services, once they are not taken care of in your actual doctor's office, they are not protected by the HIPAA law. So Mm -hmm. if you have somebody who's suffering from a situational depression or they're being bullied, they have ADHD, Those records that once were private are no longer. And I do wonder what is going to happen to these kids when they grow up and they want to get a gun if they are actually... And now
1: we are stigmatizing all of them. All of them. I want to thank you for your call. I much appreciate it. Well, it's Friday. You know what that means? Yes, the government shut down. That's one good thing. But here on Levin Radio, America. over the weekend begins right now we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters and emergency personnel good night Spritey. good night griffy good night pepsi good night smoky good night zelda get al-qaeda get iran get the taliban get isis get hezbollah get hamas get all those bastards i'll see you on sunday on fox 10 p.m eastern god bless you all